Here is the clock, telling the time steadily, sensibly, never too quickly, never too slowly. Listening to Box 39 here on Cone Radio 106.6 FM. It's us. This is Box 39, back with you for the second hour of this show uh, in these rather difficult times. And we're celebrating that actually, despite the difficulties, we're good. Our community is good. And we've received uh, an email from Donna from Norwich. And uh, she says, she's responding because I, we mentioned that uh, we love, I love breakfast for tea. And she says she loves breakfast for tea as well. And that's when you'll usually find her with a mouthful of fruity Cheerios. 
Uh, and she was rather upset recently, but she couldn't find them after Steve had done his delivery uh, online and she'd been looking everywhere. And then she realised Steve had left something in her back passage. It was her fruity Cheerios. So absolutely glad to hear that you've got them back because she actually goes on to say if she could go to a desert island, she would take her fruity Cheerios with her. Now, what would you take on your desert as a desert island luxury? Do you know Gok Wan chose lip balm? Did you know that? I'd have a lifetime life. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'll have a lifetime supply of of uh, Verveclico champagne, please. Nice. What about you, Steve? Oh, as to diet iron brew. Of oh, come on, Steve! <laughs> you know that lovely sensation of bubbles going up your nose as the sun sets on the horizon is not quite the same with diet iron brew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know. I know you're pulling a funny but, face. But I'm on me. my own, so it doesn't matter, does it? That doesn't make it a guilty pleasure. <laughs> you know, up the game a bit here, boy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, if you're wondering who that who that person is, uh, just to my left there, that's that's not Mike Harwood. That is Steve Ball, uh, who's come in to help as as Mike's not been able to be with us tonight. And we do hope you're listening at home, Mike. Uh, Donna from Norwich is uh, just also said she misses she misses you, Mike. So, uh, Steve, he's going to take more iron brew do you know that george uh not george martin what was his name george michael he chose an aston martin not a whisper <laughs> <laughs> oh the old ones are the best aren't they mate Very there's good. been some unusual items taken someone took a trip around the island on concord as their uh, as their luxury would you like that where was the wrong way yeah, I think I might take it home <laughs> where was the concord <laughs> well do you know someone else took the clifton suspension bridge Really? Yeah. Was that the view from their house or something? I mean, that is an odd one, isn't it? It's a great one to take. Someone else took the Victorian Albert Museum. It might take your lifetime to have a look at everything, particularly if you get to look in the back rooms in their drawers. Perhaps that was just to remind you that it wasn't that great back at home. Now, I'm going to tell you, here's a quiz for you. Arthur Scargill, for, the, for, for anyone under about 50, Arthur Scargill used to be a, a, a sort of a, an angry man. President of the National Union of Mind Yeah, Work. but he was... Shredded wheat hair is all I remember. Well, that's, uh, yes, he was an angry man, wasn't he? And he was often in dispute with Margaret Thatcher. So what do you think he took with him as his luxury when he went on the desert island? Um, the spitting image puppet of her. No, but he did take an image of a female. One of the most famous images that you can get. Steve, what do you think he took? Oh, um, you want, oh, Mona Lisa, maybe? Absolutely right, Steve. He did. Took the Mona Lisa. Well, they movie. both scowled a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, she permanently scowls. I'm not sure about him. But there's been some, some uh, uh, guests on that programme. I don't know if you call them guests. What do they call them? People that... Guests, Bill. Oh, I call guests. <laughs> I've heard a word. I think we're going to have to go with guests. <laughs> Let's go with guests. Someone took a gun to shoot themselves. That's uh, David Walliams did that. Chas, cheerful. And uh, Stephen Fry took a suicide pill. Yeah, Not that yeah. I want to bring everyone down, but I mean, there's a range of things, isn't there? From lip balm to that. Someone took a... Um, an, uh, what's his name? Julian Clary took an all-purpose prosthetic arm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't repeat anything on here that I'm now thinking. <laughs> well, whatever does it for you. So, you know, I'd like, actually, you know, a sensible one would be the uh, the full toolkit, really, wouldn't it? So that you can make yourself your your hide, um, you know, your your little sunshade for down yeah. on the beach, so yeah. that you can set up your uh, your shark fishing from the beach. You'd want something to ha- where you could hang your hairpiece. Or hair pieces? I think, Would you take your hair pieces, the full collection? Well, I'd, I'd hope the I'd manage collection? to gather some, you know, floating in the water as I drift onto the island. Yeah. So I'd have f- five or six or maybe ten to choose you from. Take Assuming the f- there's trees, though, that would be quite an easy thing to make. I don't want to weave leaves of a banana tree together to create a new-look hairpiece. Thank you, Steve. No, I meant to rest your hairpiece on at night. Uh, you yeah, could use, so. yeah you know, but there's the thing about maintaining the scalp shape, you know, so that it sits properly on your head. Well, look, 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 this is award-winning radio, isn't it, talking about someone's hairpiece. So, back to work, boys. Come on, here's, here's your, get your wipes, get your backs into it. Harder, Steve. Put the iron brew down. Right, the best thing to do, boys, start synergising. Come on, count yourself down. The problem, Bill, is my hairpiece is now slipping off my head. 
it. Now you've done it. Well, thank you very much for that cleaning. Uh, it's at times like this, you know, I just wish we, we had someone in, you know, someone better at cleaning than you two, because that's a dreadful bit of cleaning. I think a little bit more practice. Anyway, while you're having a bit more practice, let's listen to Peter Gabriel. I caught sight of my reflection. I caught it in a window. I saw the darkness in my heart. I saw the signs of my undoing. They had been there from the start And the darkness still has work to do The knotted cords untied Oh, they're heated and they're holy And they're sitting there on high So secure with everything they're buying In a blood a lovely song you're listening to box 39 here with me bill lawrence in studio two very very rarely coming to studio two not many people allowed but studio one is getting a bit of a deep clean actually i quite like the the contents of the fridge in studio two uh there's some nice little bits and pieces there's a few cans of iron brew there steve uh you'd be quite interested in nice and chilled i know you like your iron brew well there's one less than there was when we started that's for sure (laughs) yeah And uh, we've got uh, text. We've got a couple of texts from Paul. I don't know if you're still listening, Paul. It might be getting close to your bedtime. But Paul in Drury Road in Colchester. Uh, you'll often see Paul. Not I mean his bedtime, but he takes his dog out for a walk late at night, so he might be out there walking his dog. But if you're not, Paul says uh, he's he, nice to hear the fat lady singing, which is absolutely true. And Paul loves an uh, OS map, and he said people should get out there with their OS maps uh, and enjoy a bit more fresh air. And I quite, I quite agree with you. And Paul also adds some uh, excellent advice on how to clean shiny surfaces. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening, and uh, good luck walking Dougal tonight. So I've got another text as well from uh, Susan1968 from Dedham. So uh, I am assuming she was born in 1968, but uh, we wouldn't ask. Uh, Younger ask than all age. of us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Susan says Just. she is getting married. Congratulations, Susan. She's getting married uh, in a couple of weeks' time, 
and they were very, very worried. Her and her intended were very, very worried about which guests to invite because uh, it had become quite complicated. So actually, they're quite relieved now that they can only have 10 people to the wedding. What do you think of that, Ian? Um, I think you're wrong. Uh, I think you've actually find that the number that is being recommended at the moment by uh, the church and by the civil authorities is five. So that would be the person who's performing the ceremony. Uh, whether that be the priest or the registrar Um, obviously the bride and groom or the groom and groom or the bride and bride um, and two witnesses so actually the number is five which is you know I mean it is sad if you have uh, spent years arranging this event and uh, thousands of pounds uh, putting on the you know the best show ever Um, but I think it's a case of needs must and nobody really wants to be putting anybody under any greater risk of uh, contracting this thing than they need to and of course on the other on the opposite side we've got funerals where you are right the, the total number of people oh, is, yes. is going to be 10 yeah so yeah. yeah it's it's tough times and one of the other things that of course which is happening is that places of worship are being closed down whether that's mosques or churches temples mm. um, you know they are being closed church of england is shutting for communal worship uh, I know that the, uh, the the mosques are doing the same. Um, so there is this whole issue with the fact that normally in times like this, people turn to yes, God. They, they turn do. to church. They turn to their places. To their faiths. Of, yeah, to their faiths and their, their places of prayer. Yeah. And it raises the question in me, and I'm going to be a little, slightly provocative here. Do we need the likes of the Pope and Justin Welby and the... Um, uh, the head rabbi and also the, the leaders of, yeah. the, of the imams in the in the Muslim faith. Do we need these people to be holding the government to account on behalf not just of their congregations, their flock, but also for the well-being of all within our society? Well, it is an age-old question of where, uh, who listens to whom, isn't it, between religion and state? And in our secular society, I guess the balance has swung towards state hasn't it to states to hold the power and to make the rules yeah it has but i i think it's i think it's quite interesting because you know when when dear old uh, welby uh, made his announcement that he was going to give this blanket ban on uh, sort of group worship though churches would remain open for individuals to sit yeah. discreetly um, and at least soak up the vibe of these ancient buildings he also laid out his view on how government should be behaving in situations like this and it all of a sudden now whether it's him or whether it's just reason they begin to behave in that manner from in effect management of the situation to actually thinking about the consequences um, when all of this is over will people still have jobs to go back to will there be much greater social provision and it's actually it's actually been a very interesting and balanced debate that's very interesting and maybe it's time for people to be brave
Listening to Box 39 here on Cone Radio, 106.6 FM. The coronavirus has already caused so much anxiety, suffering, and loss, so it is even more important than ever to stay positive and united. I've written two poems, especially for Box 39. My second, countering the coronavirus blues poem, is Job Done. Before the coronavirus things worked out, nasty job done, I believed in Santa Claus and Meccano said, number one, job done. I failed 11 plus, not the end of, because I never wanted to be a bank manager. I traveled the world working for Pan American, job done. And I got top banter, good friends, job done. I got married and then divorced, end of. But then I met a wonderful woman and it was great to have my first child with her, job done. And I had a number four haircut in Harrogate and I bought the Morning Star in Leamington Spa, job done. I must admit, I've not read much poetry by John Dunn, job not done. But I do know he wrote abrupt openings, elegies and epigrams and he was a paradoxical metaphysical end of job done, John Dunn. In these troublesome coronavirus times, we must stay positive, not the end of. From Warrington to Worthing, Wakefield to Woking, over a thousand local mutual aid groups are helping the vulnerable in self-isolation and boosting morale. Job's done. Music teachers are giving free online lessons, not the end of. In Siena, from balconies and windows, neighbours are singing songs to lift spirits. Italian job done. Meanwhile, bad jobs are being done. Naomi Campbell boarded a plane in Los Angeles in full white protective suit with a 3M N95 hospital grade mask. Doctors say these protections are in short supply. Job not done. Self-isolation to the world's richest means hiring private jets, same as. That is to go to countries which have avoided the worst of COVID-19 outbreaks. Other silences of rich couples who have to spend time with each other in holiday homes, grounds for the divorce, end of. But we are many and they are the few, not the end of. An article in the New European says, the coronavirus changes things forever, job not done. But in the world of Nelson Mandela, great things are done through cooperation. When a series of small things are brought together, job done. In the poem, I refer to local organizing groups set up to support the most vulnerable in our communities. 
apologies if you've heard the following information in the first half of our broadcast. Details of the Colchester and Wivenhoe groups can be found through the National Umbrella Organisation COVID-19 Mutual Aid UK. That's COVID-19 Mutual M-U-T-U-A-L Aid A-I-D UK. The contact for the Wivenhoe Mutual Aid Facebook group is Glynis on 0790-439-7605. That's 0790-439-7605, voicemail. Or 01206-657-685. That's 01206-657-685. Or email helpwith at gmail.com. That's help, H-E-L-P-W-I-V, at gmail.com. Thank you. That's Mike Harwood, ladies and gentlemen, one of the best poets I know. And uh, that was specially written for this show just a, a few hours ago. So thank you, Mike. And we look forward to seeing you back here soon. And we've received uh, a text, and this one's from Darren. And Darren says some banging tunes going on there on Calm Radio tonight. And just for those of you who like these sort of things, uh, since we've entered our second hour, we've heard from Lake Street Dive with Bad Self-Portraits, Peter Gabriel with Blood of Even, we've heard The Innocence Mission with their song Brave, and we've still got more to come, so I hope you enjoy question, them, Darren. Thank question, you. Question, question. Did Peter Gabriel actually sing on that song? Because all I heard was a female. No, he was like the musician. He was the musician. Okay. He's the man that made the music. Right. So. I wish you'd made that clean because clean, clean, clean. clean? Well, no, <laughs> to that again. I think I think that's the fact that we've been cleaning everything every five minutes. Yeah. But I, we should make that clear because he threw me completely because all I could hear was this uh, wonderful female voice. Gorgeous, wasn't it? Very nice, lovely song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's sort of a. Uh, 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 it was. Uh, Sort of the vocal equivalent of a wonderful fried breakfast, wasn't it? You back to breakfast again? Well, I, I know so it's late now, I so it's time try for breakfast. But uh, at a time like this, why not think of lovely food? I because you know, fry up. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're feeling da- when you're feeling down, and oh, the feel- mics are on. Sorry. <laughs> when you're feeling down. Think a bit of something nice and healthy. Breakfast can be healthy, can't it? It's a wonderful, uh, you know, get your metabolism. Yeah, muesli and yogurt, not a fry-up. No, 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 I'm going to talk about healthy breakfasts because I want, you know, to get our metabolisms, start again, get our metabolisms going uh, in the morning. Though I must say breakfast is delicious, eaten at any time of the day. Start with eggs. Oh, they maintain your blood sugar, don't they? They maintain your insulin levels. Uh, they've got choline. That's very good for your brain and for your liver, isn't it? Very versatile. What and have you been reading? Wikipedia? <laughs> isn't that a country and western song? <laughs> no. Choline, choline, choline. <laughs> no, no, don't no. take no, my man. Oi, the quality of this show is now <laughs> rocketing down to the bottom of a big dip. <laughs> Let me go further. Yoghurt. Oh, if we're in a fight, having a bad time, just dip your finger in some yogurt. It's it's got protein, hasn't it? Yogurt, berries, muesli. Yeah, probiotics, great with berries. Berries are going to give you your your roughage, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and your vitamins and, and some and then minerals. Top it all off with some black coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> just be careful if you've got a long drive to work. <laughs> well, no, coffee does improve your mood, though. And at times like these, difficult times, we need some things to improve our moods. It improves your we? mood. It makes me normal. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, That's all it does, though, is return us to normality. <laughs> what do you like for breakfast, Steve? Go on, what's your favourite breakfast? <laughs> None thing? of the things you've just described. Yet, <laughs> really? Simple breakfast, bagel and peanut butter. Ooh. Ooh. Which brand? Crunchy, smooth. Oh, crunchy. Oh, definitely crunchy. And then uh, a couple of pints of iron brew to finish it off. Yes. (laughs) Well, uh, while you're thinking about that... Two pints of Stella and and a Weatherspoon's fry-up, I think. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Steve. You can get over. Now you've drunk all the iron brew in that that fridge. Why don't you get over there and clean it right now? Go on. Again? (laughs) No, you need to do the bit around the insulation around the door, Steve. (laughs) 
Get that pad right in that gap. Go on. All those rubbery bits. They're rubbery bits. Marvellous. Well done. That's a, that's a, that's one great shine you've got there. It's um, let's almost call that um, fabulously absolute, couldn't you? <laughs> Go on and shove it in my face. How I should join the human race, or maybe whisper in my ear. Whatever I should want to hear, like I'm a fashion star or fool. to deplore Someone who doesn't know the score Or maybe blinded by the light Cause I'm a filthy chocolate date If I was right and you were wrong Then I could sing another song But I am wrong, you were right And I don't want another fight Listening to Out of Box 39 on Colne Radio 106.6 FM.
called Beat Boot Revival with Don't Clip My Wings and that followed Fabulously Absolute by Joe Jackson. So we have an email here from Sergeant F. Uh, Where's he living then? He lives in Merville Barracks in Colchester and he says he always thinks uh, it's better in the army because everyone works together. Is he right? Uh, I don't know if it's better in the army because of that. I guess all the armed forces and lots of other organisations would claim that they work together in a unit as a team. Um, All those really great words that we use in sort of management speak. It's actually one I'd like to throw back at you two. I mean, the one thing I can think of myself is it's as easy as it's as easy to cook for two as it is to cook for one is what I would say to that. And so from that point of view, he's right. But in these rather strange times we're in, the one thing you're unlikely to do is invite someone round for dinner. So how are we going to go about working as a unit when we need to be closer together, but also at some distance? You got any thoughts, Steve? Uh, Yeah, I think uh, phone is obviously an obvious one, isn't it? WhatsApp groups... There's no reason why you can't sit in someone's garden six feet away from them and have a chat. Over the fence. Over the fence. Or just, I, I have plans with one or two older folk I know just to take my own cup of coffee around, take my own chair, sit in their front garden and chat to them. And they might even listen if I'm lucky. <laughs> Would that make a change then, do you think? Uh, they might be bored enough to actually come out and listen to me, yeah. You got any thoughts on that, Bill, or are you otherwise engaged at the moment? You seem look. You seem a little distracted. No, no, no. I'm, I'm absolutely lost listening, think, think, thinking about what you're saying. And I was also thinking about what the sergeant said, because in many ways, you know, uh, it is at difficult times like this that we do really need to be in a sort of squadron together, don't we? We don't need to pull apart. We need to follow orders. And sometimes we're not used to following orders, are we? Well, no. And I guess the uh, the prime example of that is, you know, if you look at the, the experience that we're going through as a, uh, a world population, the one place that seems to have controlled it most quickly is the country from which it originated. But of course, they have powers and a way of living and uh, I guess authority um, of a style that we would certainly not be used to. We still have this view that we have uh, freedom of movement and we are allowed to dictate our own lives to a degree. So yeah, we live in we live in interesting times, but we also live in a very different place and it's for us to find our own journey, our own pathway through this. In the beginning it was snuggle butt and cuddle squirrel Sugar cane, kitten breath, and squishy bear. But with each passing year, the names took on a more absurd nature, and slimy cheeks appeared one day, like briny water in the hull of our foundering ship, hopelessly snagged on some unseen rocks. I once called her Squid Finger, Apple Tooth. She referred to me as her little crustacean. Finally, Towards the end, it became, oh, my furry tarantula, poison muffin, jagged little rock, squirmy snake. Where's my squirmy little snake? She would lift her head from behind a laptop, but only for a second. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, a lady called Yvonne. And that was a microfiction that she's written, and that was called Nicknames. And uh, we're going to hear now from a band called Noctorum, 
with Piccadilly Circus in the Rain. And this is my real voice when I'm not pretending to be from Essex. <coughs> Every Tuesday in the deep of the night, starting at 0 hundred hours here on Cone Radio, I present Bill's Big Bag of Onions. It's got nothing to do with onions and there is no bag. Just an eclectic blend of well-crafted music and thought-provoking spoken word. This is, of course, Box 39, and I'm Bill Lawrence, I'm with Ian Talentire and Steve Ball, and we're on 106.6 FM and all that internet-y stuff. Or you might be listening to us on Mixcloud, of course. Who knows? It might be the future for us, but the present for you. How exciting and interesting is this whole concept of time? But that's for another radio programme, I believe. Really, now I'm going to look at an email we received from Burger Dave of Stanway. Now, he's an, an old favourite friend. He has us on. on his, uh, he's, he's running a little burger stall there at Stanway Golf Course, and he's always got us going on the, on the radio there. And Burger Dave says he's sitting there, and uh, it's not got much custom tonight, and he's been thinking about the Olympics. And he is thinking, what are the best and worst Olympic sports. Now, that's something to cheer us up, isn't it? Because the Olympics are coming up. So let's think about the best and the worst Olympic sports. Let's start with you, Ian. What do you want? To you th- notice me move towards the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keen, keen. I've got the best and the worst all in one. We no. are the last winner of this gold medal. I think out of the potential 22 players on the pitch, 18 may have been English or British. Diddly and- Winks. No, and the game was 
cricket. Oh, really? But, you know, and the reason I say the best and the worst, because it's a great game. I love it. I love the, the longer version of the game. I think it's fantastic. Great way to waste a day sitting in the sunshine watching. Five days? Well, yeah. Wait, well, I generally only get a day off to go and watch it, which is why I meant the day. Then. Oh, no, then five well, days? The TV's But the age-old thing of dressed in white, the sound of, you know, sort of uh, leather on willow, Steve, all that stuff. As he lives in the past, doesn't he, Steve? Cricket is not five days wearing whites. Cricket is wearing brightly coloured pyjamas and it now lasts for 100 balls a game well it might be a few I prefer the old game what I was going to say is it's the best and the worst because the Olympics should be about sports which have a world audience and of course cricket though we have a, an interesting splish splosh splash type of uh, image across the world with the various countries that play it's certainly not a, a world view um, I think the best more, because be I the love pinnacle it. if it's in the Olympics the, it should be the pinnacle of that sport so not rock climbing? No. No, not softball? Not tennis? No. It should be. If it's not the most important not thing golf. to win, then don't do it. No, yeah. Beach volleyball, that's the pinnacle of sport for me. Yes, but that's a different I don't reason, think, isn't yeah, it, Bill? Yeah, we don't need you to explain that one. Thank you, Bill. So go on then, you two. I've had my bit. Cricket, best and worst rolled into one. Steve. Worst, I think, is shooting, isn't it? We watched how no. many guys, they, they aim at the bullseye, and one of them hits it 50 times out of 50, and one of them hits it 49. And, and, then, and then just to, if, just to make it a little bit more exciting, in the winter one, you can ski around a bit and then do some shooting yeah, when you're slightly more knackered. That is worse, isn't it? Skiing <laughs> and shooting. Uh, I'm going to go good. I'm not going bad today. I'm positive. BMX. Oh, that's great fun. Those little jumps and things they do in the mad cycling. I really enjoyed that. It was really brutal, though, wasn't it? It was brutal. It was fun. I like the ice skating when they come down the hill four at a time and they have some really mad course. It's not ice skating, that's skiing. No, no, no. They have an ice skating one. They do an ice skating one. They do it in a town and they sit. How did I miss that? It's absolutely (laughs) bonkers. Oh, no, I'd have liked that. Uh, if I'm going to go worst, it's that thing on horses called dressage. Terrible. It's not a spectator sport, is it? No. Seeing a seeing a man or a lady on a horse that can sort of delicately skip a bit. It can move sideways. Yeah. Is that not natural, then? Not unless it's a crab. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there's our last opportunity here. We've only got three more uh, wipes in the box. Boys, clean. <laughs> I'm getting bored with this, Steve. When can we go home? Soon, I hope. Look, get Mike's credit card collection clean. Here it is. Oh, we'll clean those. Oh, we'll be there hours. The pub's shut, isn't it?
What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, we're in the box. You're listening to Box 39. I'm Bill, that's Ian, and over there is Steve. And this is Box 39, 106.6 FM. And this has been our two-hour... Yes, two-hour... Emergency special, in which we're trying to put aside the fact that these are difficult times for one and all. And... uh, what we need at the moment, you know, is, uh, apart from Mike's credit card collection, uh, which is safe, uh, we've had an email all the way from Israel. Yes, all the way from Israel, from uh, near Moshe. 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 Sorry. No, thank you, Steve. Near Moshe and Ran, who are in Tel Aviv, listening to the show. Well, welcome very much, gentlemen, to the show. And... Uh, I think what we need at the moment, Ian, isn't that some leadership? It's also nice to have a worldwide audience, Bill. So thanks for listening, fellas That's, uh, and ladies. It's great. Really nice. Um, yeah, leadership. It's an interesting concept, isn't it, leadership? Are we born to be leaders? Are we taught to be leaders? What is it? But before we sort of get to that point and the way that, I guess, leadership, as we're perceiving it from our... Uh, our government and from our scientific leaders seems to be changing slightly... I just want to sort of quote a little WhatsApp message that I sent to somebody yesterday, which was really aimed at the minority, which was, we'll fight them in the high street, we'll fight them in the supermarket aisles. Now, some people might say that's not the best sort of change of a Churchillian quote, but there is that element of panic that seems to have set in with a small number of people. And I can only hope that this sort of panicky stage is coming to an end and that what we will have is a dawning of reality that we are, as we have been stressing throughout this programme, better off working together, working, thinking about the others around us to stop our navel staring and think about the slightly bigger picture. So what I've been interested in um, particularly with the, the, the leadership style that we're seeing, is the way that information delivery has changed. We're having ideas almost dripped um, into the public conscience, um, and those ideas are, are then having flesh put upon them, and then they're becoming a reality. Uh, we're also seeing, I'm very pleased to say, an inclusion of those with opposing ideas, or at least opposing political stances. You know, we've seen Sadiq Khan, Mayor of London being included in the uh, Cobra meetings yeah. so that he can put his uh, four penneth in about the situation in London, which does appear to be slightly different from the situation of the rest of the country. Uh, we're also seeing um, science, money and politics. Uh, and by that, I mean the chief scientists, the, um, the new leader of the uh, Bank of England and obviously our politicians working together with what definitely is a common purpose relating to stability and future planning Um, and we've not heard it very often before though probably not since Thatcher and uh, our dear friend Mr Blair the mention of war but not war against other uh, humans war against a situation against a virus that is very serious and causing us uh, a great number of problems but we are we certainly are as a nation. We are moving towards a war footing against it. And it's, uh, yeah, the information transfer and so on has proved very interesting. Well, we are at the end. And that's an, um, a very, very well put uh, couple of, uh, a couple of moments of radio there. Thank you, Ian. And thank you very much to you, Steve, for coming in at such short notice a to pleasure. work with us. Uh, I'm yeah, sure we'll, fun, see, we'll, we'll you. see you back. Very soon, I'm sure. Thank you to everyone else as well for listening and for contributing so many texts tonight. The text machine has been it's been on fire. Now, leadership is something we all know, we all recognise. Yeah, I think it's immensely difficult to do well, to be honest. Uh, you've got to have courage. You've got to have the guts to take risks. Like an antelope walking into a lion's den bar and asking for three pints of bitter and a pickled egg. Focus on anticipation you need. Knowing your goals, like a, like a badger 
pen- badger's penetrating gaze that sees leaders got to be masterminds. They've got to sense the unfathomable trends and patterns. They've got to make adjustments, adjustments for the like, like mighty white sharks swimming along the busy beaches of our souls. Our leaders must have these qualities in big buckets and full spadefuls. They must stand out from the crowd. They must be a source of inspiration for the people. Let's hope our leaders emerge from these difficult times as great leaders, quick-witted, intelligent, self-confident, and above all, compassionate. Our world needs more and more leaders like this who can build and unite the stronger nations, the stronger communities, and the stronger individuals to empower every one of us with noble thoughts and noble deeds. Yes, we always have hope. Box 39 has been a guppy production for Cone Radio.